Live from Kent, this is The Late Late Show with Toby Payne Cook and Ed Finch. And you are listening live. You are listening live. Ed is in Devon and I am in Kent and we are Toby and Ed. And it is Wednesday, it's nine o'clock and it's time for The Late Late Show. Pride, pride. Are you proud? Are you too proud? This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org or join in the conversation by downloading the Podbean app and following Teachers Talk Radio. Hashtag TT Radio. Does anybody hashtag TT Radio? I bet they do. I know who they'll start right now. I'm going to go to my Twitter and I'm going to see all of our listeners tweeting away with a hashtag TT Radio. Look, there comes the first one. Don't know who that is. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. I'm still standing. I'm still here. I'm still standing. Did you watch Elton at Glastonbury? I didn't watch Elton at Glastonbury. No, I spent my entire weekend travelling to um, Edinburgh and back for a family wedding. And uh, as a oh, result, I'm the one person in Britain who didn't watch any Glastonbury at all. Not one millisecond. Oh, I don't think you're the one person in Britain. I don't think... You I think, think there's an else. awful lot of people who didn't watch it. But most people ever, I think seven point something million people watched Elton John's performance on television and certainly it was the largest filled packed pyramid arena um I have ever seen as well much was yeah. spoken about that um well, anyway there we go um good evening it's only Lucy in the house there were two people who joined us but they've gone they've seen and heard well, our they voices clicked on the wrong link didn't they they clicked, they clicked on the wrong, on the wrong link oh we don't want this yeah, they were expecting. It, it, what were they expecting? I've got a, something. I've got a sense it might just be you, me, and Lucy tonight, Ed. I've just got. I think, and, and Maxim may join us. He's pretty loyal. He's pretty dedicated. He normally pops in, doesn't he? he normally pops in. Um, yeah. It's nice to see when he pops in, but you can't guarantee it. They are <laughs> fools to leave this. Oh, says Lucy, Lucy, we love you. We love you, Lucy. We, do. we um, really, truly do. Um, we should I stop that... calling it a radio show. We just go around Lucy's house and have a chat. Would that not be? More conducive to building. Except, except you say that, but I just had a little sneaky pick logging into the 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 mission control and um, mm-hmm. teachers talk control in you know, a command center this evening before yeah. just before the show. Um, and I had a little look to see how many um, downloads our show from yeah. last week had, and I was yeah. surprised to find out. That 205 people, whether the 205 people have listened to it, who are these people? That's what I want to know. Because if you click on the link and listen for about five seconds and click off again, does that count as a listen? That's that's my question. Yeah, I reckon, though, Ed, I reckon it's I reckon 195 of those 205 people are secret members of the Ed Finch Appreciation Society. I don't think I've got much to do with this. Um, I think I think it's I think it's they, they're worshiping at the church of Ed's beard. Well, I mean, it's a lovely thought that there's people out there who have an interest in what I have to say, but I don't think it is that I because I think they're coming through the Podbean app, and I don't think 
I don't think it happens. I think I'm not. I'm not religiously tweeting the link to it and saying, "Please, everybody, uh, listen to this." No, I think so... the, the listen backs don't have to go through Podbean. The listen backs only go can need to go to ttradio.org, or or even if you, I wonder, you can listen via Spotify. So you don't no. even you can really? search on Spotify. Does that count as a? Now. I want to know. Question for Tom Rogers: When you listen to this show, if you listen to the show, um. If people listen via Spotify um, afterwards, listen back, God, does that man. count towards a, a, a listening figure? What's that called on Spotify? I'm looking for it now. This is Just useless. Because... You can search. T this show won't be on there yet. It's not live. And it's no, not. But, it, um, but over, sometime overnight, it will end up on. Radio. So you touch Teachers on. Talk Radio on Spotify. Not They're bad. all there. Anti-racism, behaviour management, trauma-informed practice. Late show with John B. Addressing the cultural capital chasm in language teaching. The Late Show with Darren Lester and Pearson Schools. Making the move. The Monday morning break with Marie. I, who knew there was all this wonderful stuff? Well, well uh, Tom the, Rogers, the, the four or five people who run Teachers Talk Radio know. Um, and no, it's, 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 it's a good thing. But I don't know whether I have time in my life for it. Um, Ross, in... the late, late show with Ed Finch and Toby PC. <laughs> we discussed our third of the seven deadly sins, Roth, this week. Inside the classroom, within ourselves, and across the profession as well. We spent a lot of time speaking about music. Do you write that bit? Do you write a little... I write that bit, yeah, I write that bit. Wow, I didn't know you had all that sort of extra work to do. I, I, have, just huge, I have huge responsibility. I've got, I've got a TLR point for it, Ed. I've, I... <laughs> 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 they made me cough. Yeah, well, um, it's a jolly good thing. Some passages in the life of one of HM Inspector of Schools Saturday Breakfast Show with Darren Lester. When we're, when we're not doing this, and I, I don't, I, I don't, I, I, when we're not doing this from from late July onwards, mm. um, well, well, from September onwards, let's 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 talk in talk in academic term term the academic year rather yes. than the uh, um, when we're not doing it in September. Are we going to speak to each other for a week, an hour a week, Ed? No, we won't. We won't get round to it. We'll send occasional um, WhatsApps to each other saying, how is it going? And yes. Yeah. But, um, no, we won't religiously set a time apart, an hour every week to a pine, will well, we? I want to, just like I let a lot of my colleagues know, my, my soon-to-be ex-former colleagues know last Friday um, at my leaving party, which I hosted, I want mm -hmm. to let you know, Ed, that yes. our friendship, from my perspective, is deeper than this radio show. So Aww. even though the radio show may dissipate and disappear, and who knows, we might come back and do a special at Christmas or something, maybe, because that would be quite fun, they, I think. If they'll have us. If they'll have us, if, I think that could be quite if fun. If won't have us, we'll pop across Teacher Hug and see if they want a guest appearance. Oh! Um, <laughs> oh. And um, we can... We... on that fire. But you know, it's it is it is well. I think we we sort of became friends before the teachers talk we, radio, but the radio has cemented our friendship, hasn't yeah. it? But but, um, but, but yeah. uh, anyway, Douglas is very keen to repeat the uh, the New Year pub crawl. He, he I, I, that, was, that was a fine night out, and he's hoping to repeat it. So I said, well, I would mention it, but I don't couldn't guarantee. I'm on for it. I'm I'm, I'm up for I'm up for. Crediton, spending every New Year's on. Eve for the rest of my life in Crediton. Well, um, I'll tell you what, we could do a little open invitation to our listener. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't we? 
I was going to extend that hand of kindness right now. If you're listening to this, you could be walking the dog. You could be, you know, I don't know, going for a jog. Whatever it is people do when they listen to this show. If they've got bugger all to do on New Year's Eve, pile on down to, to Crediton and join Toby and me for what must be yeah. the finest pub crawl available in Crediton. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm totally up for that, and I would also say that um, what's the uh, name of that pub that we won't go in? No, we won't risk. Well, is it called arms. the Plymouth Arms? If they haven't got anywhere to stay, they, they could book a room there. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, mate. Anyway, what yeah, are you good proud point. of this week? So, um, I know I'm, I'm proud of this week. Well, I'm proud of. I've had a busy day today. I have been to busy day off today i've been up to my new school this morning um because when i had my and i had new staff induction that day two weeks ago now um two weeks tomorrow um but i didn't get to me i've got my timetable now so i know what i'm teaching i'm actually and i'm pleased really pleased about this i'm teaching more maths than science so i'm mainly teaching in the what's called the first and second forms at the senior school which is year seven and eight um yeah and um and I've got um, six lessons of science a week, so two a class in the year seven, a class in year eight, and then I've got ten hours, ten lessons of maths. So one that's four hours in the first form, four hours in the second form, or year seven, sorry, year seven and eight, and then um, I'm sharing a maths class in year nine, so two lessons a week with, with co-teaching, so someone else do the other two lessons a week, and then I'm doing a bit of ICT, which is which was a bit daunting to find that out, one lesson, only one lesson a week with um, year eight and year nine, and then I'm doing something, do, I don't know what it is, whether it's a BTEC or something, they do um, in the... Um, the fifth form in in year 11 you can get you can get if you get over 75 percent in all modules you get the equivalent of a grade six if you don't get over 75 percent you get nothing it's that sort of thing you know it's like six or bust um and that so that's just a box tick sort of um ict skills so i'm doing a bit of that i'm doing a bit of project mentoring in the or project supervising epq project supervising in the sixth form doing a bit of that and doing a bit of um running an hpq activity for some year nine some some sort of scholarly academic year nines and hpq is a key stage four equivalent of the epq the extended project qualification mm -hmm. so so it's it's typically a piece of research in something mm -hmm. you're interested in it's a, a, an extended essay really um but it's rather like a um pgce it's the process of learning, not mm -hmm. the product of learning that's important. So your your log, your your source log and your your um, reflections on on how you go about it and um, is 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 more important than the end product. The end product is important, but the done product doesn't have to be an essay. It can be you can you can design something in, in DT. It has to be extracurricular. So it can't be, mm -hmm. you know, it can't be an essay or or a model that you could make in you your actual... stand up comedy club again. Yeah. Great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. So so that's good. So it's really varied, but it means I have got lots of, you know, I have a line manager, but it means I've got lots of lots of um heads of departments sort of responsible for my um yeah. my teaching. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a bit me. so i was meeting lots of them today and it was really nice so that was really nice and i've got a nice classroom so that's good um not a science lab you've got but your own I'm... classroom that you're teaching 
I've got my own classroom. Subjects. I've got my own classroom in the maths block, um, which I will teach maths, junior science in ICT in have my tutor group in, and I will use the science labs when I need to use the science labs for for, for practical stuff. But but the mm -hmm. default that is my default. Yeah, and no one else teaches in there. It's brilliant. Wowzers. Absolutely brilliant. I am. It does sound great. I think you've fallen on your feet there. I think it's going to be very hard work. I hope you're ready. It's for some very hard work. Yes. It is. I'm ready for hard work. Years. Well, I will be ready for hard work by August the 29th, which is my first inset day. Um, but I'm, I'm not ready for hard work yet. <laughs> um, How much but, longer um, have you got where you are? I have until the end of next week. The joy of prize giving slash speech day on Saturday, the 8th of July. Happy days. Yeah. So I had a lovely party. I, I had a lovely, lovely, I hosted a leaving party at my house. I was stupidly generous. I went to excessive effort. Everyone who came, and there's about 25 people came, some who don't no longer teach there, who have who came back and stayed. Um, and that was lovely. Oh, nice. um, and I did a little award for everybody. So I'd like a, a sort of a, a pastiche or um, of of our um, prize giving. So, you know, some people got values yeah. awards, some people got subject, neat, weird subject awards, not conventional ones. And some people just got lifetime achievement awards or or um, bespoke awards, like, you know. Um, yeah, it was uh, that was nice. So I did a little speech and, and just thanked everybody by, by giving them a certificate stuck onto a piece of paper, which meant I'm a little bit behind with my report writing. I've only got 12 year sevens left to do, which I'm supposed to complete by lunchtime tomorrow. So that should be okay. Mm. Should be okay. Should be. Oh, yeah. well, I think that's beautiful. I haven't, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I haven't, I haven't even got my eyes on a prize. I've got three more full weeks and uh, I've got so much to do. Like all the people listening out there, I've got... I've got 150 reports I need to proofread and my pupil premium grant report and put that on the new on the website. I've got to write my this and my that and the other. I cannot see the end. 17 you, days I've got. Can you share days. any any anything more about um you? Can I share anything what about my tattoos? About no, I'm I'm being coded because you might not want to. Um, you know. No, I don't, yeah, I don't think the people of radio know this news yet, but if the people of Chagford do, so yeah, as of um, the end of the term, I shall be not be being a head teacher anymore, and I shall be exploring exciting new avenues. Um, and are there irons in the fire, Ed? Are there irons in the fire? Say again? Are there irons in the fire? Oh, there's a number of irons in the fire of uh, various degrees of heat. Um, some of them look like they're going to come out and make a beautiful horseshoe. Some will probably just sit in the fire and not get hot enough. But um, yeah, a little bit worried about making enough money to feed the, the feed the child in uh, yeah. September. But um, but no, the most most exciting bit is uh, I'm going into the world of celebranting, which I'm. You're doing that. That is happening. Yeah, it's happening. Yeah, you if you want to get married or buried in the near future, please do think of me. Um, I'll be happy to do either of those, both possibly. I mean, depends how quick for work. But um, yeah, I shall be getting people married and uh, um, doing funerals, and I think that's gonna, I think that's gonna be quite satisfying. I'm yeah, it's, that. Is that other full time. Well. Is that is that sort of full time or not really? No, no, I don't. People can't make it full time. I mean, I've heard of a celebrant who was doing ten funerals a week, but a, I can't believe they were doing a good job of it, and b, I think it would kill you really. 
if you think about, you know, you've got to put some emotional weight into it. You've got to meet the family, really encounter them, really listen very carefully, really think, right, what is it that they need? Uh, work with them to craft a, you know, a ritual or a ceremony that's going to really speak to, to what they need to hear. I had this when my wife died uh, in 2018. A brilliant bloke called Ian came and helped me. And I wasn't in a fit state to think about it, but he was. And he helped me through this first stages of the grieving process of having lost someone and sort of turned that into a story. Uh, that's sort of what the job is. You know, you've got these big bunch of messy feelings that you can't really deal with. And you talk your heart out to some poor chap for a couple of hours. Mm. He goes away and turns it into something which you can comprehend or you can start to. I still think about some of the things that Ian said. Um, I still think about them, you know, this five, what is it? Is it five years later? Yeah. Um, so it's an important job and it's a good job, but it, it is a really important job. job. And it's a lovely job. And I think if there were, I, I don't know many, I don't think I know any celebrants, but I will know one in, 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 with you, in you. And I think what tends to, what I, in my narrow world, um you know people tend to become pseudo religious upon death or upon marriage and um mm. a lot of people don't they and and so um, yeah because they don't know there's an option you know they don't know there's an option you know what, what what does a marriage have to have well here's the thing when you get married um you know in in the back garden of the hotel or at this special historic place or whatever that that's not the legal bit just as um you know, when you when you when you have a funeral, that's not the same as registering the death. Registering the death, you go to an office in some municipal building somewhere, and it's rather a boring process to sign a bit of paper and all that. You know, and yeah. that's that's the legal thing that has to happen. And if you want to, you can also have a funeral where you make a ritual out of it and do something that's meaningful to you. And you know, weddings, you know, if you get married by a celebrant at the moment in 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 England, you've still got to go to the registry office, pay seventy quid, sign a bit of paper. You still got to do that. Yeah. yeah. So if you decide that you'd like Ed to take you to the top of Haytor on Dartmoor because it's the place where you first met your partner and and you can have circle at Glastonbury or Stone Circle at Glastonbury or you know or or you know in your own back garden you can do that and it's a beautiful thing it'll be meaningful to you it'll be meaningful to the people who are there they will think that was the real thing at mm. some point before that or after that you'll toddle along to the registry office pay seventy quid and um, and do a bit of paperwork. But what that yep. means is there's no um, there's no legal basis at the moment in England to what the uh, celebrants are doing. They're just trying to craft rituals for a society which has forgotten how to have meaningful rituals, you know. Yeah. And you could, in theory, you could find me on the internet by you know googling my name with celebrant after it and find my celebrant website. I haven't made it yet. Don't do it just yet. That's one job for the summer. Um, and you could say, listen, I'm, uh, you know, you could say me and my partner have been together 10 years and we want to make a little ritual which will celebrate that because it's important to us. And I go, okay, that sounds interesting. Let's do that. Yeah. Or you could say, you know, you know, so we're leaving our house. We we brought up our children in this house and this house means the world for it. And it just seems a bit wrong to be leaving it without doing something. And I go, that sounds like an interesting project. Who should we invite? What should we do? What do we have to do to say goodbye to this place? And it, and it doesn't have to be religious if you don't want it to be. Maybe you do. Yeah. Maybe maybe that part of your childhood was really important for you and it seems wrong to have all the people together without mumbling something that sounds like a prayer. You know, I would say really it's a really interesting job. You know, we yeah. we don't do ceremonies well and we really don't do death well and that's really important, no. you know. know my old housemaster, my old housemaster yeah. at school and at my um 
boarding school um a guy called charles cowling who was fantastic he 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 got me through my my dad's death when i was you know at, yeah. at, at school. and he he was he was he was an english teacher um a very eccentric um and i'd like to see him actually i haven't seen him for years he, he's a, an interesting guy but he wrote a book he left teaching not long after teaching me actually i think um and he, he's probably cracking on a bit now but um he um wrote a book called the good funeral guide because I, I think it's it is true we don't do death very well unless you are very um traditional and very immersed in a in a local church community um yeah. or a local local religious community um then i don't think we do do it it's it's not um and we don't do the bit of life before death very well either do we we don't no, do no, we're embarrassed by the we, whole thing <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. so um, very, um, we, very we've, we've really gone off, off piece here in though. our culture isn't it yeah say so that bit yeah yeah so um, anyway, really that's what, I'm going to do a bit of that. I'm going to do a bit of this. I'm going to do a bit of the other. And if people have got any ideas of little jobs they would like me to do or ways they can offer me, which will make me some money, I want to hear about it because I'm prepared to do some supply if I have to, but I'll avoid it if I can, I think. I think I yeah. need a little yeah. break away from the classroom, a little break away from you know, education in that form. And then there'll be a general election and it'll all come right again. It'll be like well, the old days. It, teaching assistant. No, it won't. It was, that's not going to happen. It won't I straight away. It it won't. I just because I think there's too much other, you know, and this is this is linked to our our word pride. Actually, um, you know, I I think if you know, unfortunately, you know, we spoke quite a lot about the 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 pressures on the profession financially and 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 funding on schools and and all the striking stuff. We spoke about that at length last week. Um, but I do think that any incoming government new government has probably got some um you know although education state education financially and and probably conceptually is is somewhat broken um it's not as broken as the um the the, the imbalance in the economy you know the the the, the gap mm. the, the divide between the really super rich and the and the super poor um it's just getting wider and wider and grimmer and grimmer and and there's that's probably a bigger issue and then there's the nhs of course and and how yeah. to how to make that viable because it isn't really viable at the moment is it and how to no. how to get so so i suppose I, I don't think however visionary progressive um and and good at appeasing the the current wave of sort of traditionalism and and yeah. stuff that's going on in schools. The 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 next um, education secretary from a, an alternative government in in two years' time um, is. I don't think that's going to be like day one priority, is it? I don't think it can be. I also think there's not going to be any money. You know, to no. put right some of the damage to education would cost just the most vast sums. You know. Oh, if you think about the great, you know, there was a lot of money went into um, went into education when Blair New took Labour, over. Yeah. From, yeah, absolutely. Went, you know, Labour. Now, and um, you know, at that point, the Conservative Party had had to fix massive, massive, massive financial issue, and you know, they raised taxes and crucified all the people to try and turn um, turn the economy around, and and they had done it with some success. You know, they'd run to, run out of steam because we'd all got had too much of Thatcher and too much of everybody else, you know. But it did mean there was money to spend. When Blair came in, he went, well, come on. Come on, yeah. here. Let's, let's spend some of this. And that, that makes you popular, you know. So he was 
no, to but, then, but then there was a lot of but but in 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 there was a lot of money spent on things that were onerous what's it you know all the app stuff all those all those you know that was that was that was expensive wasn't it and, it was and like, oh, well i tell you what i mean ask any teacher of our age did that add value the five-day literacy course and the six-day maths course and the very nice lunches we had at the hawkswell house hotel you know money was spent not a possibly always wisely mm. uh, but we had to you know you'd have a to class you'd have you know sometimes up to three teaching assistants working in your class it's hard to believe now now that they are uh, as scarce as a uh, as unicorn dung but yeah. um you know and this has been it's been a long time coming and i remember saying you know eight years ago i remember saying guys look this is happening you need to get your head around the fact that tas are going out of fashion this is mm. being weaponized no john hattie's research for example was being weaponized to say there you go quality first teaching is what makes a difference we don't need all these extra humans we can lay them off the research shows that the researcher was used as a as a MacGuffin to make us look the other way and there it was yeah. actually we were just losing money and we got to the bottom of that now and you know you can't lose a lot more anyway yes there'll be a general election we'll have a change of government but it won't change things overnight but there might be a sense of hope you know mm. Mm. At the moment, I don't see that from our Labour Party. I guess are probably the most likely to form the next government. I don't see them saying anything that's aspirational about education. I don't see them challenging the, uh, you know, the sacred cows of the, of the moment. Um, I no. think when the when the, when the when the changes, it will change quickly. I think, but mm. we shall see. Proud. Um, Proud. Proud. So can I do? Can I say before before we? I think after the news, which will come in about five or so minutes, um, yeah. I'd like to talk about the the sin aspect of pride. But can I just can I just say about the good bit of proud? Being proud to be a teacher, being proud of the profession. Can I just just say something that I said last week in my at my leaving party that I think I think being Having been a non-teacher until I was 41, I did my PGC age 41, started teaching age 42, uh, and I have going to be 51 in, in August. So um, I, you know, in my in my 20s, I never considered teaching as a profession. In my 30s, I became quite interested in schools and education and used to go into them quite a lot as a, as a scientist and, and stuff. But I probably because of my slight non-conformity and slight quite extreme non-conformity inside my head but outside my head i'm quite well behaved um i i have been over the years quite skeptical about not the teaching profession i've always admired the profession and, and how hard teachers work and i've always enjoyed going into schools when i didn't work in one um to kind of do enrichment stuff and careers talks and things but but i i have in the past and and still am in the present some to some extent you know can be a bit bit cynical a bit about you know the 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 rhetoric that we get about the blob and about about you know about about teachers and and i and i could i, I could kind of when i first started teaching i definitely didn't feel like a teacher you know i felt more like an industrial scientist who was experimenting with something new um but now that i've done it for nine years 
and I am really excited about the opportunity that's been given to me by my new employer come September. I finally, um, you know, and this probably has happened gradually over the last nine years, I finally feel like a teacher more than a scientist. You know, I'm, I'm a human, obviously, and I'm lots of other things other than being a scientist and a teacher. But but I do feel like a teacher. I believe in it. I believe in what we what we are meant to do and what we try to do and yes there's lots of things within the system that that perhaps hinder our our own personal sense of purpose and stuff but i'm immensely proud of what i do um for children and yes i work in a fairly privileged and entitled settings um but i'm very proud of what what my colleagues try to do and what my contemporaries in in other schools and education establishments do and i think i think it's 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 a very honorable profession and i have never had any interest in sort of business or finance or 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 making money you know for the, the purpose of my work the purpose of my life is definitely driven by improving people's life chances enhancing people's education and and making the world a better place or giving people just you know helping them to understand themselves better and i think that's I, i'm not i'm not motivated by making money you know someone's got to be a guest but um and that was true as a scientist and so so i think i feel it, it's taken me quite a long time uh, to to feel to get to that point but so and i think that's okay but i think it can tip over and we'll talk about the negative side you know when you become very very proud um and think that we're really start to think that we're really 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 important and we are really important to the fabric of society as teachers um but are we as important as some of us think we are i suppose is is is, is the is the negative side you know we, i think i think um how how important really is is school and and is teachers you know if 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 the family environment's not great if the outside of school stuff is not great then how much difference can we really make you know are we just sort of putting a sticking plaster on the whole thing um and so i think we can sometimes think we're a bit more important and we're a bit more life shaping than we probably are and that's where where pride can be a a slightly negative thing there you go that's my treatise on it maybe I think we can explore that a little bit further. There's some good stuff there. But uh, do you not think at half past it might be time for the news? Yes, it is time for the news. So so hold that thought, Lucy, listener, and oh. and, um, and you can it's contribute to, to all that and, and Ed and, um, and all the listen backers. I hope you enjoy it, all 200 of you, um, and you don't switch off um, in the first 20 minutes. I will, I will. Okay, so here is the news, everyone. Um, there might be some adverts and some tech updates associated with it as well. Bye-bye. Back in eight minutes or so. It's time for a fresh start to language learning. Pearson Edexcel's new student-centred French, German and Spanish 2024 GCSEs cater to the needs of all learners, regardless of their background, ability or reason for studying. Rooted learned language knowledge, their assessments are transparent and accessible, allowing all students to showcase their language skills. Through inclusive and relatable content, the new Pearson Edexcel MFL GCSEs build a shared cultural capital that helps students develop an understanding of and appreciation for the wider world. Find out more at go.pearson.com forward slash MFL GCSE 24. This programme has been brought to you by The Happy Confident Company. Our clinically approved, ready-to-go, well-being and mental health programme will help your pupils thrive. 
in only 10 minutes a day, you'll be able to deliver social and emotional learning and well-being tools throughout your school. To find out more, visit us at www.happyconfident.com. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News. The Universities and Colleges Employers Association, UCEA, is playing down the impact a marking boycott is having on students. This is the view of the University and College Union, according to a report on the BBC. The UCEA represents 144 institutions and has released a survey which suggests most student graduations are not being affected by the boycott. This is contrary to the UCEA view that this survey accounts for fewer than half of universities. Some students have graduated without their final marks, whilst others have seen graduations delayed. The boycott is part of a long-running dispute over paying conditions, which has been previously reported on Teachers Talk Radio News. Many students have complained about the lack of communication around the impact of the boycott from their universities, whilst others highlight the fact that it is coming at the end of an already fragmented experience of university brought about by the impact of the pandemic. Whilst the UCEA survey suggests that the impact on students is different in each university, its chief was keen to say it showed that the majority of students were not facing a graduation without their final marks, although Raj Jethwa was quick to point out that this would be little comfort to those who were affected. The industrial action in the higher education sector is just part of a wider action being taken by those in education. But Sky News and other outlets reported that PM Rishi Sunak could be considering a block on recommendations by peer review bodies from across the public sector. The teaching peer review body presented its recommendations to ministers and it is expected to be published next month. Leaked reports suggest it could be a proposal of 6.5%. Government sources deny the claims made originally in the Times, but stated that pumping money into the economy risks fueling inflation. In an editorial in The Guardian, recruitment and retention problems were highlighted again, with some alarming figures suggesting that one in four new teachers leave the profession within three years. The piece goes on to cite the huge range of issues that schools deal with, including sexual harassment and bullying, as well as home circumstances and their effects. This view was further emphasised this week with a report from The Observer focusing on the stresses being placed on pupil referral units. The units cater for children who have been excluded from mainstream schools. But leaders are now saying they are full to bursting because of unprecedented levels of behaviour incidents in schools. Data suggests that permanent exclusions are rising after a brief lull on the return to school after the pandemic. The former Children's Commissioner Anne Longfield says in the report that schools are buckling under the pressure of children with complex needs and cites cuts to public services leaving a lack of support in its wake. She called the situation a disaster for vulnerable children. A former head teacher of a Prue in Stockton on Tees said she had dealt with children spitting, kicking and swearing. Her school had previously tried to take children on short outreach programmes, but now this was impossible due to overload. Finally, the BBC features calls by EastEnders actress Rose Ailing Ellis 
for sign language lessons to be made freely available to those who need them, including parents and carers of deaf children. The British Sign Language user says she cannot believe that some parents and guardians of deaf children have to pay for tuition. The cost of an accredited course can be anywhere between £200 and £700. Martin McLean, Senior Policy Advisor at the National Deaf Children's Society, says funding is inconsistent and a postcode lottery, with some local authorities funding it whilst others don't. Spokesmen for leaders across all four home nations have made statements in support of improving access to BSL, but only the Welsh Government says it is already included in the curriculum for schools. In 2022, the British Sign Language Bill was passed, recognising BSL as an official language, and the Department for Education in England says it is working towards a BSL GCSE, which should be available from September 2025. A spokesperson for the Scottish Government has said that its teaching council is working with the University of Edinburgh on the development of an undergraduate degree in primary education and BSL. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio News with Joe Fox. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week I'm going to discuss tech that will help you battle one of the worst things that can possibly happen in school, the summer. Nothing is worse than melting all day while trying to deliver lessons, yet we all have to suffer it. Let's see what tech has to offer you. Through searching the web, I found a few cool gadgets, pun totally intended. Started with the cheapest, a neck fan. It looks like an 80s pair of headphones around your neck. Rechargeable with different speed settings, it's got some decent reviews and at £14 may be worth a try. Although high settings have more noise so it might not be great for quiet times. For £20 you can get a personal air cooler. This has a tank of water so not only fans you but uses the water to super cool the air. Nice. £29 gets you a waist fan. Clip it onto your belt or use the belt supplied and it blows up your shirt. Again, rechargeable and you can choose a front or back position. As with the previous though, noise may be a problem. Next, staying with the fan idea, for £79 you can get a cooling vest. This is a vest filled with fans, not unlike those you see on novelty inflatable fancy dress suits. The fans pass cool air over you and you stay cool. Again, noise is a factor here though. If you're willing to splash out for £100, how about a cooling vest with elements instead? Basically, it looks like an FBI bulletproof vest you see on TV, filled with reusable ice packs. It's obviously very quiet, however, will make squeezing through tight spaces a little more difficult. Also, preparation is needed as the packs will need to be frozen overnight. In conclusion, fans are the cheapest way to go and you look like you're standing in hero wind, but noise is a factor. Vests may keep you cool, but you certainly will not look it. I suppose you could always try sticking an ice pack in a plastic bag and putting it in your pocket. What do you do to stay cool? Let us know at TT Radio Official. I'm Steve Woods. That was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Back in the room. Back in the room. Back in the room. Back in the room. Back, yeah. Back in the room. There suddenly had been a whole lot of chat that I hadn't seen. That's me and Lucy. But you, is the you, are you masquerading as Teacher Stalker? Teacher Stalker. Teachers Talk Radio, I am. That's who I am. I am the voice of Teachers Talk Radio for one hour only. Yeah. 
Well, it appears that you've gone through some of the ground we were going to do, and you've done it through the form of chat. Very excited, Mike Rosen's here the headline in the Hip Yak Poetry Shack away, Matt. Also, <laughs> Robin Ince and AC Gold. Did you see um, Mike Rosen's one near Penn Award? Very pleased with that. That's a good one he deserves, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, uh, pride. You were saying that uh, some teachers uh, take pride in uh, in their profession too far, and they start to think that they can change the world. And uh, yeah, I think so. So I think one of the the most profound things you need as a teacher is a sense of humility, a sense yes. of the of the limits of your influence. You know, you'll be in my classroom for if you're in a primary school, you know, for about seven hours a day, take away lunchtime and breaks six-ish you know and then you'll go home and that's where you know as a child that real life happens mm. don't you you know that you know that uh you know mr finch does all his lovely stories about how nice it is to be nice but you also know that you know what happens at home is is the real stuff mm. i think children get really good at moving between worlds and using different registers you know and they Ooh. You know, they say, they say, oh, yes, it's really important to talk about your feelings. But they know at home you don't talk about your feelings. If you talk about your feelings, you get a lump upside your head, you know. So, yeah, we, I think so. Humility is what we need. It was one, one of the great armory of teachers is a sense of awareness of, of the limits of your influence. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, and, I, don't, and I think that's, that's, oh, did we talk about this before? You know, there's sort of, We've spoken about this earlier on in our in our series of of really well researched influence of the seven deadly sins on teachers and teaching. Um, but the the you know the, there's the teachers who who perhaps love children too much or or love the job too much maybe, mm -hmm. um, and there's teachers who who don't love children of, enough and, and don't perhaps voice. love the job enough. You know, sorry. There's quite a few who love the sound of their own voice too much. You oh, yes. get ones that might be me. It might be me. Too much. The fact that children will do what they say. You know, there's an awful lot of there's a lot of motivations for being a teacher that aren't particularly positive, perhaps. You know, we all got well, here would, one way or another. I have to say, having I do think that there's there is um there is a teacher type. My my niece said to me recently, said, you don't give me teacher teacher vibes, Toby, Uncle Toby. Mm -hmm. And I go, well, that's because, I, 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 you know, I've not I've done other things and I'm, I, I can see it from the children's perspective of how a teacher that admits teacher vibes, you know, when they, you, you sometimes see it on Twitter, don't you? When people are like a, they tweet about mm -hmm. when they're in the supermarket or a public space, they they feel compelled to do their teacher voice or their teacher stare. Mm -hmm. or whatever. I don't that yeah. I don't feel compelled to do that at all. That's just, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to tut or roll my eyes or, or, or give the stare at the, you know, I, I will quietly inside myself think what i think but i'm not gonna no i find that i find that weird but you see and and also oh i could be careful what i say i suppose but but i think what i find is that people who have only worked in the teaching profession and have perhaps progressed through the ranks quite quickly and into management and slt and all that sort of stuff they get frustrated with the behavior of adults they get because they, they they haven't actually ever worked with adults, mm. you know, because a teaching's yeah. quite a solitary profession. You know, we talk about, oh, we're a great team and we're a great team. But really, 
yes, you have to do a you know if you're in a big department or 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 there's or, or a multi form entry primary school where you've got to you know broadly teach the same stuff to the to three or four classes of children. Um, but um, you you've got to collaborate and 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 um, sort of. Um, I collaborate and moderate your your approach, I suppose. But but really, um, you know, it's one of the reasons perhaps a lot of us teach is because we don't really like working with adults, you know, and we we don't necessarily know how to work with adults. And and I find it, you know, I my my head, I know, in conversations with him, candid conversations with him. So I've just got get he's annoyed when people don't do as they're told, you know, yeah. because you know, and I go, well, but we're adults, and and adults are notoriously rebellious, and you know, when you know, children are really, really compliant. Yes, you've always got one or two or three children in your class who are gonna push boundaries and are gonna 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 like be not particularly suited to the classroom environment and Can the conventions. Imagine if like, you have, if you've got a couple of hundred adults running around on a big field kicking a ball around and having a chat on the logs you know yeah. <laughs> to blow a whistle would they all immediately freeze no no they wouldn't and if no, they, they were to wait until everybody had frozen and then ring a bell would they all run not walk to line up no they wouldn't impossible and i think you're exactly right yes you think you meet people who've gotten straight into teaching from higher education and never done anything else I do think there's an odd vibe about that sometimes. Not always, uh, but sometimes. Not always, exactly. No, there are some. There are, you know. But I think there's, and people start expecting, you know, just like the the, the bad teacher expects children to behave and think like an, an adult. Sometimes, the the bad manager of teachers expects adults to behave and conform. And, and just follow instructions and and not not really you know it's funny you know we we i think we didn't we speak this has been spoken about in the uh on twitter recently i haven't really paid it much attention but you know about this neurodivergence you know we're, we're all over that as a as a profession you know if if mm. children are neurodivergent in some way then we are but 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 you know alex has been writing about this alex lovely lovely at curtain sleep or, or whatever he calls himself mm. these days you know about if you're if you're neurodivergent as a teacher you know a bit bit adhd or a bit add or a bit asd or whatever you know you you your slt is probably not very forgiving of that and probably not very you know we are expected to be in our box and to to be quite good at all the teaching standards and and not to have mm-hmm. not you know we're supposed to have our rough edges smoothed off and 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 i don't i think that's a mistake you know i think that's that's one of the hardest things about joining the teaching profession is yeah. is how intolerant it is of varied modes of thought diverse thought diversity of thought as opposed to diversity of 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 yeah. um Gender, well, I think you're probably race, right. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, why is pride a sin then? Because uh, I, you know, I, you think being proud of stuff is is good. You know, I'm proud of like my kid finished their GCSEs and just handled it with grace and beauty and appears to have really mm. represented themselves really well. Immensely proud. Surely that's not a sin. And I, you know, we, you know, this time of year we're in Pride Month. We're in, we're in June, and um, you know, yeah. I've been to a couple of Prides this month, and I, you know, will try and squeeze in another one if I can. And London Pride this coming weekend. So shout out to anybody going to London nice Pride. Beer, Pride. <laughs> you know, is Pride a sin? No, of course it's not. Of course, being proud of yourself. 
So I kind of do wonder, you know, you go, like, you know what, you need a bit of lust, otherwise you don't get any more humans, do you? You need a bit of pride, otherwise... I yeah, I think, bit... I think, though, there is that, but it's really important to be proud of, you know, yeah, if you don't, if you're not proud of yourself or making yourself proud of yourself, then then you've got low self-esteem and having, aren't really, and, and if you have low self-esteem, that's that's not, a good well, that's, place well, that's to more be. Of a sin in today's world, isn't it? <laughs> hey, in yeah. today's world, it's more of a sin. But I, I, guess, think, um, I think, but the pride, different. Yeah, but pride, but pride and being proud. The, the the sinful aspect of pride is when someone is so. Uh, and I'm not really going to apply this to teaching, but it's when someone is so proud of themselves. That they're sort of arrogant and inflexible. Does that make sense? That is that pride. That is that is an unattractive human quality. Um, I, I don't really have a view on sin, to be honest. Um, it's all a bit, you know, good and evil, and I'm not oh, really into all that. Have an opinion. Have an no, opinion. I don't. I don't really. But but I just think that pride, pride can be ugly. Um, I, I can't think of it, it ugly in the teaching profession, particularly. But but pride. Well, my mum's really proud. You know, pride. She's just got pride. She she. You know, it, 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 it's a sort of snobbery. It's a sort of it's, it's a sort of you know you doing things which would allow her yeah. to have actually a healthier and happier life. Yeah, exactly. I, I it's, it's a health. It's it's a really high expectation of of how the world should be, and 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 yeah, you're yeah. constantly a bit so disappointed. Thing, isn't there? I'm going to take the name of a school in vain, and I hope I don't get taken out for school shaming. But you know, when you look at uh, you know Michaela School, the, the, yes. the uh, people were very proud of that now i'm proud of my school i'm proud of it lots of ways but i'm not proud of it in a way which makes me think it's better than the other schools i don't set myself no. apart and say we are you know, and i think it's actually i think the word pride is 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 meaning different things actually i think it's like you know how the greeks have several different words for love and how eros is very different from agape and things you know goes yeah yeah no. pride i love this thing these people i'm proud of what we do i think you know I could be proud in lots of ways without setting myself up higher. I think, you know, if you were to go back to the Bible and say, why is sin a pride? I think they would say it's because it's when you don't um, recognize the part that God played in your success or, you know, what do we have that we are not given, I think, is a, is a verse from the Bible. So I think that's what it is. And I think, you know, in our profession, yeah, if you start going, if you go, I love our school, brilliant. I'm really proud of you. Yeah. I'm really proud of this class. They've worked so hard. They've done an amazing job. I'm really proud of them. Yes. They're better than the other classes. No. Yeah. You know? that, yes, oh, exactly. I'm really proud of the work that we put into our GCSEs this year. Yeah, of course you are. Brilliant. The children worked out their skins and I'm really proud of them. Yes, of course. Not like that school down the road. Oi, no, stop it. You don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lucy's written that sure. difference between pride well, and we boasting. Do that in our classrooms, perhaps. You know, I'm really proud of my kids. They have done such a great job this week, and not like those tykes in um in seven B. You don't know what's going in seven B. You don't know why that's happening. You don't. You know, you can be proud of your uh, of the of the children or proud of the work that you've been doing, but you don't know how hard someone else is working or what the undercurrents in their classroom are. So I guess that's the that's mm. that's when it's a sin, you know. Exactly. It's like when you see yourself up as better or higher, and you do get that on this platform, don't you? And um, you, you do, you certainly do. Yeah, and you get people you, are just people who are people who pride. It's that 
they can't back down. So they're very proud of their argument. They're very proud of their reasoning. They're very proud of they've a lot of self belief, but they can't can't see that maybe it, 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 in an argument, in in, in a discussion, in in, in a um, it's 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 pride is is quite a difficult thing to yeah, penetrate, isn't of it? Of course, I, I think all of us know really that the people who present that loudest are often coming from a place of insecurity, and that's why yeah, they're absolutely. Doing, you know? Oh, it's deep yeah. insecurity driven, probably. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's a front, isn't it? It's it's a front that so that's security blanket. Love, you know. Maybe they just need our love and our understanding, and then they'll calm down a bit. You know, they don't need to show <laughs> yeah, us absolutely. the three best bits of writing that their kids have done this week and hide the rest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, nice little chat going on in on on the chat between Lucy really? and Paul. Um, What's it? Um, so, Are they just having their own show now? Is that no, no, happened? it's related to picking up on what we've been saying. So talking about my, me and the teacher voice or the teacher stare or the patronising talk. Or so, if Paul Paul says, if I show any signs um, of teacher voice, patronising talk or instructing at home, the wife very quickly gives me her own version of a teacher stare. Um, <laughs> he says it doesn't happen I very much. I'm mortified, Douglas, <laughs> if I behave like a teacher in a supermarket. If I... But by which it just means if I'm vaguely friendly to people, <laughs> like if I <laughs> chat to the next person in the queue or make a funny face at a child and see if I can make them smile, you know, uh, yeah. he's like, you can't do that. They don't know you're a teacher. <laughs> I'm like, mate, I was embarrassing people in supermarkets long before I was a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. I uh, yeah, that's good. I I would when I went to Black Deer Festival on the Friday night with 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 a with a colleague and and her fiance and they gave me a lift and I was drinking quite a lot. But I was, you know, just mingling and starting chatting to strangers around us and 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 she was quite astonished. She said, "You just talk to random people." And I go, "Well, yeah, I'm normally I'm at these sort of events on my quite often I'm at these sort of events on my own. So so just like-minded people watching like-minded bands, I'm I'm going to mingle, I'm going to find my people for that moment, you know. I'm I'm probably never see them again." I think it's generally, I mean, it's generally welcomed, isn't it? I think yeah. generally. Yeah. Right, we're getting near song time, Ed. Um near song time. Well, Unusually for me, I've got one lined up for you. So um... well, we're getting quite near song time. We're getting quite near song time. Quite there. Um, have you have you said? I think we've had a quite. I I feel I've spoken quite a lot. I'm sorry, Ed. You um, have. Yeah. No, it was very week. much a bank that dominated it week. But we have those. That's all right. Then we have. I think one was that we had. We had a week on one of the sins, which was definitely a Finch dominated one. Well, I think last week I gave That's you quite right. a lot. It's okay. It's yeah. okay. You know, equality. And equity are not the same, are they? Oh, you know? this is your favourite favourite assembly. Yeah. <laughs> it is my favourite assembly, all right. Gosh, you've got a good memory. <laughs> yeah. Well, I won't do it now. <laughs> we, we've we've got to talk about our greatest about not being a teacher anymore is I won't get to do all those assemblies. I shall have to bore people rigid at funerals instead. Dialandassembly.com is it's it's hard doing a good assembly weekly or, or twice weekly, isn't it? But you're occasionally... Four a week. Four, I do. Four. I do Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Friday's easy. It's certificates. The other ones struggle to fill sometimes, let's be honest. Yeah, but... exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's, 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 um, yeah. Anyway, go on then. What, what song have you got for us, Ed? Well, you, you wanted pride and you, you did originally ask for pride in the name of love by the U2, but 
I had a feeling that it wouldn't suit me. So I don't think it would suit you. I don't. It's a bit. It's a sort of jangly, edgy guitar riff repeated. It's not going to be interesting acoustically. I don't think. It's not. No. Whereas this is going to be beautiful. Are you ready? Yeah. Oh, we really? Gonna... Is it that time? It's fifty-five. We'll, well, we'll have time for a quick chat after the song, maybe. Yeah. I am ready. I'm looking forward to this. Left a good job in the city Working for the man every night and day And I never lost one minute of sleeping Worrying about the way things might have been Big wheel keep on turning Proud Mary keep on burning Rolling, rolling Rolling on the river I cleaned a lot of plates in Memphis Prompted a lot of pain down in New Orleans But I never saw the good side of the city Till I hitched a ride on a riverboat queen Big wheel keep on turning Proud Mary, keep on burning. Rolling, 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 rolling on the river. Rolling on the river. Do you want to do the last verse? I can't want to do the yeah. last verse. If you come down to the river, I bet you're gonna find some people who live. You don't have to worry, cause you got no money People on the river are happy to give Big wheel keep on turning Burning Proud Mary keep on burning Burning Yeah Rolling Yeah Rolling on the river Right now Well, that was a double whammy, wasn't it? Not only Proud Mary linked to Pride, but a bit of a tribute to Tina. Bit of a tribute to Tina. Tina. Lovely Tina. Although I have to say, I kind of I think of it as a credence song myself, and then I'm like, no, no, it is. It's Tina. It's uh... Tina and Ike. Tina and Ike back and in the Ike. day. Mm. Yeah. Mm. She would well, could move, couldn't she? Tina Turner. She, she could move. She had distinctive moves as well. She didn't just move. When she moved, she looked like Tina Turner. And if you I can't do it. Can you do can you do that special no, Tina move? Can you make your knees do that? I can't make I don't, knees no, do that. I don't think I can. But was there was the didn't she do did she do a song? With Jagger and and she was she's way cooler than Jagger. Um, she's but a great the, deal cooler. She the two of look them so uncool, you know. Yeah, she made Jagger look uncool exactly, which is which is which, good. Which he is uncool. He is uncool. He is uncool. She, Jagger's uncool. He was cool for probably about a year or two in the late sixties. I think he was probably pretty cool. Um, but um, he's not cool anymore. Keith, however, still cool in the way that Slash is still cool. But I wasn't into mm. Guns N' Roses at Glastonbury, really. Um, you know, I don't, frankly, I don't think they're a band fulfilling a 25 song repertoire. I think they've got three or four songs that we needed to hear three or four times. That's my view on Guns N' Roses. Yeah, I mean, 
clearly you're not a fan. That's okay. I don't really think they're a... I just don't really think they're a Glastonbury band. I'm not sure they ever were. You know, Glastonbury was never a Reading, was it? So, you know, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't feel that I belonged. I didn't watch the show, and I, I won't join no, you. No, I, I switched but, off and then watched the end uh, of it on highlights. Yeah, I'm not really sure that you... You know, there's other festivals where I might think that Guns N' Roses thing. Glastonbury obviously is branched out and has all genres. Oh, it's very, very, very diverse, isn't it? Now it's 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 massive. Cat Stevens was better, says Paul. I didn't watch much of Yusef actually, but um, yeah, he he. I did see a bit of him. Nice, nice. And didn't he come across as a lovely chap? I didn't see the show, but like he did some sort of rather sweet um, pre-show interviews and soundy things. And I thought, oh, he kind of seems seemed to come at it with a sense of. Amusement and humility, which I rather liked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Pretenders, who wow. I saw at Black Deer, they were great. They brought Dave Grohl on drums to play Tattooed Love Boys from their debut album, which was Dave quite Grohl funky. Every single band over the it weekend. Did Dave Grohl was, was, he was on three stages simultaneously at one point, I think. He had the time and, um, of his life. Absolutely. Happy Dave. Yeah. Right, that's it, people. Um, it? What we've okay, got left well, to do, Ed? What are we doing next week? What's the sin? Well, we've 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 decided, haven't we? I've decided, I've decided that we're not going to do jealousy because we sort of merge that with um, envy, and I think we'll right. leave it leave it alone, really, um, because and then we'll. So we've got lust and jealousy, which we're binning, um, and greed left. Lust and greed. Lust and greed. Well, we could do, maybe we could do greed next week, lust the following week, and then leave our final valedictory show for uh, on a, the Wednesday. For a question of Toby and Ed. Um, it could be like yeah. a... Um... I have to say, I'm just going to say this now, it's just because it's a meet, just occurred to me that I have got the uh, school production next week. Mm, yeah, I don't know what good time I'm going to get home. That'll be interesting. Maybe I'll uh, dial into the show oh, as I oh, drive. We, we, we can have a week off next week and then come back for two weeks because I'm on a holiday for two weeks. You're still at school. Um, but mm. I think I can do the 12th and the 19th of July. I am around, I think. There's no reason why I can't do them. Um, well, so maybe we'll I think we can do Lust and Greed in one week. I think we can do Lust and Greed in one week, to be honest. <laughs> lust and Greed. I'm very greedy in my lust... Uh, like well, so I, mean, I, don't, I think it's quite hard related to teaching to pad out lust for a whole show I mean <laughs> it's going to be hard to do that without being filthy and inappropriate and losing my new job right well I don't want you to lose your new job uh, so <laughs> I'm, I'm just <laughs> thinking out loud okay well we will continue this conversation offline we are over our <laughs> time so ladies and gentlemen which by when I say ladies and gentlemen I think I mostly mean Paul and Lucy Thank you for being company. I Thank saw Maxim you. popped in. I don't Maxim came in, and, and I know that people will listen back. So thank you. Um, so we may or may not be back next week. We'll clarify that, but we'll definitely be back for the two weeks after that. Happy days. Good night, everybody. Sleep well. Have a Take wonderful care. evening and be well rested for what will be another hideous morning. Night, night. <laughs> night, night. Bye. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.